Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Happy Hump Day, faithful listener. I am so excited you're here today on this lovely Wednesday morning to discuss another Old Testament episode with me out of Numbers chapter 16. We're going to see what other crazy stuff is happening here. The last episode we did out of Numbers 16 was just like pandemonium. <laughs> it's not going to get much better. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about Numbers 16 verses 36 through 50. So go grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and sit back and relax and read this along with me. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. this morning. The Lord said to Moses, tell Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, to remove the censers from the charred remains and scatter the coals some distance away, for the censers are holy, the censers of the men who sinned at the cost of their lives. Hammer the censers into sheets to overlay the altar, for they were presented before the Lord and have become holy. Let them be assigned to the Israelites. So Eliezer, the priest, collected the bronze censers brought by those who had been burned to death and he had hammered them out to overlay the altar, as the Lord directed him through Moses. This was to remind the Israelites that no one except a descendant of Aaron should come to burn incense before the Lord, or he would become like Korah and his followers. The next day, the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people, they said. But when the assembly gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron and turned toward the tent of meeting, suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron went to the front of the tent of meeting and the Lord said to Moses, get away from this assembly so I can put an end to them at once. And they fell face down. Then Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put incense in it, along with burning coals from the altar, and hurry to the assembly to make atonement for them. Wrath has come out from the Lord. The plague has started. So Aaron did as Moses said, and ran into the midst of the assembly. The plague had already started among the people, but Aaron offered the incense and made atonement for them. He stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died from the plague, in addition to those who had died because of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting, for the plague had stopped. Number 16 is just crazy. It's just crazy. First we see this Korah guy coming and this other, who are the other, I forget the names of the other guys, uh, Dathan and Abiram. So Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, some random guys. Korah was from the tribe of... Um, the tribe of Levi, and then Dathan and Abiram were from the tribe of Reuben, they stand up against Moses and they're just like, we don't like you, Moses. You haven't brought us into the promised land like you said you would. And, you know, you took us out of a promised land, Egypt, which was flowing with milk and honey. And you brought us into the middle of this wilderness to rot here. And you haven't brought us into the promised land like you promised you would. So they get super angry at Moses and Aaron. But the reason they got the most angry was because they thought they could do it better. They wanted the position that Moses and Aaron had. And if you want more information on all that, go back and listen to Monday's episode. We talked all about Korah and Dathan and Abiram and what happened to those guys. But obviously those guys and all of their followers, that because they like brought an army with them, all of their followers died 
because of the rebellion that they were trying to cause against Moses and Aaron, but mostly against God. So, excuse me, my dog is snoring. (laughs) I think I told you guys before that um, my dog sleeps underneath my desk and he is snoring quite loud today. But anyway, after all this happens, uh, the fire consumes the entire army. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram and their families were all like uh, already dead at this point because the ground had split open and consumed them, basically. So those guys were dead. But then the 250 men, the army that they brought up against Moses and Aaron and against God, were consumed because they were all holding a censer. And a censer is a basically like an incense burner. So they were all holding these censers and the fire from the censer came out and devoured the men. Actually, very, very similar to how um, the other two priests died at the very beginning in Leviticus. What was their names? I totally forget. Uh, Nadab and Abihu. Those two priests had offered a strange fire to God and the fire had come out and consumed them. It was basically the exact same thing. Because these censors that this army was was holding together all had strange fire. And they were trying to offer it to God, saying, we are holy. You know, we're, we're the holy ones. Moses and Aaron act like they're holy, but all of us are holy. But they weren't holy. None of the congregation, pretty much, of the children of Israel right now was holy. In fact, they were about as unholy as you can get at this point in time. So, yes, they were not holy. And the fire, just like it had consumed those two priests back in Leviticus, it's consumed this army of men. So now what we read today is God telling Moses to tell Eliezer, one of the priests, one of the good priests that did not get consumed by God's fire, uh, tell Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, to remove the censers from the charred remains. So these men had been so consumed by God's flames that they were nothing but remains. And what Eliezer was supposed to do was to go and gather the 250 censers that these men were holding. And these censers were made totally from bronze, by the way. And so he was supposed to gather them all up because the censers were, in fact, holy. But the coals that were inside the censers and the incense was unholy because that was not the fire that God had told them to offer. We've talked a lot about God's fire and about the altar and why God's fire was important and how people couldn't just come up and offer their own fire to God. Because what had lit the altar was actually God's personal fire. Like he had rained down his fire onto the altar and had, uh, you know, lit the altar. So everything was supposed to be lit from that altar of fire that God had made. Anything that was not lit from that was considered unholy. So even though the censors themselves were holy censors, set apart censors, I suppose, because they had been made to offer incense to God, the coals inside were not holy because they were not taken from the coals of the altar, God's personal fire. So those coals were supposed to be dumped out, is what God says. Tell Eliezer to dump out the fire in the coals from those censers. But then the censers were supposed to be made into sheets of bronze metal that would cover the altar. The altar was already made out of bronze. 
So not only would this refresh the altar, I suppose, and make it look a little shinier, make it look a little newer, it would also remind the people when they came near to that altar, at least as near as they could get to it, that anybody who rebelled against God, this is what would happen. So this was a reminder to the people not to become like Korah and Korah's men and have this crazy rebellion against God. Because even Moses himself said to Korah, it's not a small thing, the role God gave you, Korah. You were set apart and made more special than the other tribes because you were supposed to carry the altar furniture. You were supposed to be set apart for a very specific role, but you're not happy. You're not content with that role God gave you. You want more. That's what Moses had said to Korah and to all these Levite men, these 250 men that were standing with Korah, this army of Levites. So this bronze around the altar was supposed to remind the people just to be content with where God placed them. And this is what it says here. It says that um, this was to remind the Israelites that no one except a descendant of Aaron should come to burn incense before the Lord, or he would become like Korah and his followers. That's what it says here in verse 40. The people needed to be content with where God placed them because Korah had a great honor. He had a great honor of being a Kohathite Levite that was able to protect and take care of God's stuff. But he was not content in that role. So moving on here, verses 41 through 50, <clears throat> the very next day after all this happens, but obviously the the bronze sensors being pounded into sheets of metal that would have taken some time possibly even uh months to years to complete all that because there's 250 of them so that would have taken a long time to actually cover the altar with this stuff but it did eventually get done but the next day after the entire rebellion of Korah happened and the earth like swallowed them up and then the fire burned all those men the congregation of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people, they said in verse 41. So, <laughs> once again, they're giving the credit to Moses and Aaron. It's like they don't even recognize God. They don't even recognize God. They're blaming Moses and Aaron, first and foremost, out of this like crazy, miraculous thing that God did where he like split open the earth. They're not even recognizing God at this point. So they're like, you have killed the Lord's people. But then on top of that, no, not only are they blaming Moses and Aaron for something that was not Moses and Aaron's fault, they're not recognizing the sin that Korah and his men had committed. They're not even recognizing it. They're just like, Korah was totally in the right. You know, Moses sucks. We want a new leader. And so they're complaining against Moses and Aaron. Once again, complaining against God, once again, and they're sympathizing with Korah's sin. So they're in rebellion along with Korah. They're sympathizing with Korah. They're saying that Moses and Aaron killed him and they're angry. So they gather together in opposition against Moses and Aaron and they turn themselves towards the tent of meeting. So this was a total riot. That was about to happen or possibly was already happening. And they are what it sounds like to me from this verse, probably close to killing Moses and Aaron, <clears throat> possibly close to destroying the tent of meeting 
which was the tabernacle that God lived in. <clears throat> because that's what it says here. They're gathered in opposition towards the tent of meeting and against Moses and Aaron. So this is a riot, either happening or about to happen. Possibly Moses and Aaron's life was in danger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Suddenly I, I can't talk. Okay, so suddenly this cloud, God's cloud, covers the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord appeared. So he comes down into the tent of meeting to rescue Moses and Aaron. And God is angry. He is extremely angry. And so he he says to Moses and Aaron, he says, get away from this assembly so I can put an end to them at once. This is the like fifth time God has said this to Moses and Aaron, fourth or fifth time in like a year that these people have been out of Egypt. So these people are just constantly just messing up, you know, totally turning away from God, hating Moses and Aaron. So they're just, they're doing a lot of crap. But this time God means it. He's like, I'm done. I'm done with these people. Moses and Aaron, get away from them. And it says that they fall face down. Both Aaron and Moses are distraught over the fact that God means it. He is about to kill this congregation. So Moses tells Aaron, he's like, take your censer and put incense in it along with the burning coals from the altar. There's that word. This is the here. This is the interesting thing about this. This is the right way to do it. What Moses is telling Aaron. Aaron has a censer himself. He's the high priest. And he was supposed to put a certain kind of incense in it. One that God liked. Because uh, we, we talked about that. God has a favorite smell. <laughs> he has a favorite incense. So Aaron was supposed to take the incense that God liked. That was made specifically for God. And not only that, he was supposed to burn it with the coals from the altar, part of God's fire, the holy fire. And so he was supposed to put all that together in the censer, in the bronze censer, and run through the congregation. Because then when God sees Aaron running with part of the altar inside of that censer, he's going to remember the, the forgiveness of the people, because the altar was where the people got forgiven. He was going to remember his promises. He was going to remember his forgiveness towards the people when he sees Aaron running through the congregation with it. Because at this point, these people now are becoming sick. They're not going to be able to come to the altar to sacrifice their animals and ask for forgiveness. So Aaron does it for them. He takes the altar through the cities. And at this point, God stops the plague. So this plague acted fast, man, because by the time Aaron is done, 14,700 people died out of probably close to 2 million people that, um, if not more, 2 million plus people that lived in this wilderness, 14,700 died just like that. I would guess this, this was within hours. So this plague was no joke that God put with his people here. But he remembered his promise and he remembered his mercy when Aaron went to do this. And it says Aaron offered the incense, made atonement for the people. So then after this, Aaron returns to Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting because the plague had stopped. That's what it says in verse 50. So God's anger was done with. 
He was no longer angry at his people anymore because he remembered the altar. He remembered the forgiveness of the people and he forgave them because of Moses and Aaron's faith, because of Moses and Aaron's prayers. And that's what Moses and Aaron were supposed to do. That's why God put them in place for a reason. He put them in place so that Aaron and Moses could make atonement for the people. In other words, he could make them holy again because the people were always going to make themselves unholy. Even if they thought they were holy, the people were going to always make themselves unholy. Moses and Aaron were there to make the congregation holy again. So God remembers that and stops the plague. Well, we're done with number 16. And this was just kind of a fascinating little piece of history of what happened with the Israelites people. But I'm sure there's a lesson somewhere in here that we can learn for our, ourselves. Though God, his anger towards us is gone because of Jesus. We still have to remember that Jesus is the one that makes us holy. Similar to how Aaron and Moses did before Jesus came to earth. Jesus is the perfect person to make us holy. We are not holy without Jesus. And I think that's a good thing to remember. But anyway, faithful listeners, make sure to tune in tomorrow for an episode out of Luke. We're going to finish up Luke chapter 14 pretty soon here. And I'm going to have a guest on the podcast. Hopefully, I'm really hoping I can get him on. Uh, I've promised you guys for a while, but because my internet is so bad, I'm having a hard time interviewing people over my internet <laughs> because he, he lives far away. So I'm having a hard time uh, uh, interviewing him over the internet. So hopefully I'll be able to get a guest on for you guys because I'm tired of myself. <laughs> you guys are tuning in every day, or at least most of you are. So hopefully you're not tired of me, but I am tired of myself. So I would like to have a guest on the podcast again. But anyway, faithful listeners, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Happy listening and God bless. Ooh.